Hello, spreaders, and welcome to season five of The Spread. I'm your host, Kaz. So I may or may not have mentioned how this year we are focusing on the different aspects where consent is necessary. In today's podcast episode, I sit with a group of brilliant young minds, one of which is my boo, and we delve into conversations around girl-on-girl sex and the safety around it. One question that has been weighing heavy on my mind is, what do you consider sex? Sex is something that one or two or sometimes three or more people do. When a penis and a vagina or a penis and an anus or a mouth and a vulva or nipples or a navel or that sensitive spot on the base of your neck. Sex is something that people do when they want to express love or have fun, uh, self-soothe or learn about their bodies, distract themselves, build intimacy, feel desirable, do business. It totally depends. What do you consider sex? Have you ever asked yourself this question? We talk about same-sex safety, different methods of barriers and protection, and so much more. So stick around. It's a joyride. In the meantime, you already know the drill, but if you are new here, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a beautiful review and maybe five stars on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms. We are at The Spread Pod across the board. What is a, an adjective beginning with the letter Q? Adjective. Quaint. Questioning. Queer. Questioning is a verb. No, it, it can also be an adjective. It can also be an act- adjective. What are you describing? Mm. You're a questioning human being. Questionable. Okay. Because I'm trying to find yeah, the questionable. Yeah, once you put the ing, isn't it like yeah. it's action? Because it has to come to an end, or doesn't it? I don't know. I'm trying to find like a, a, question. a questioning of queers. <laughs> <laughs> a questionable group of yeah. queers. Okay. You go first, Sunshine. Hi, my name is Sunshine. My pronouns are she, her, and I am bisexual. Jerry, I prefer Sherry. She, her, by activist by accident by activist by accident Mm -hmm. (laughs) you've been cramming this i was like (sighs) yeah (laughs) i finally get to say it yeah how about you my love waheto she her they them Mm. sexuality i just like queer yeah queer works for me it feels all-encompassing for me for me. For me. <laughs> Queer works for my sexuality and my gender. I like it. And of course, I'm Kaz and I'm queer. What's up? What's up? What's up, spreaders? So today, the reason that I have gathered you wonderful ladies here is to discuss issues pertaining to same gendered sexual experiences and permissions or consent. I think I'm going to start by asking the first question, which is if you consider yourself knowledgeable when it comes to things um, surrounding sexual health. I want to start with you, Heather. Um, In theory, yes. I feel like I'm very knowledgeable. In practice, I have been not so great. You know, when things get hot and heavy and you like should be saying things about your sexual health or (laughs) what you may or may not have, what you are hoping to achieve those kinds of like, things. Like, hey, I'm eating this pussy. I'm hoping to make you come. <laughs> Boom. But also, I probably did not ask. Well, in the past, mm-hmm. asking about STDs, STIs was, um, it's still challenging, but it was definitely not in my lexicon of things I should do before making sexual advances. Mm-hmm. So now I'm better but i could use more tools probably can i practice i have a follow-up question for Mm. you do you find that that only happens with like same gendered 
um, sexual partners or do you find that like in the more heterosexual type um, sexual encounters that it's been different? Um, Just like considering the fact that my question is very binary. In my mid-30s, everyone gets questioned and I also disclose. But prior, prior to that, it was a very like, after the fact, like, oh, hey, by the way. <laughs> so things happened yesterday, the day before, whenever, like when you're reconnecting and saying like, you know, I really didn't bring up like the STI, STD info situation. And it's been, it's been with all gendered people. <laughs> it's yeah. been all, it hasn't been like more um, for queer relationships or um, or less for heteronormative um, relations or vice versa. It's been very across the board like, oh, but I've always felt like being with cishet men was more of a threat to my sexual health. So I would be more likely to be confrontational with cishet men as opposed to like having sex with women. Yeah. Usually it was like, eh. <laughs> like, oh. How do you guys feel about that? And I really like that you said that like cishet men poses a threat to my sexual health. And I was like, I, 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 I feel seen. Yeah. All of them have HPV, yeah. all of them. Yeah, really. <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> What do you guys think? Yeah, we're having a, a mini conversation earlier just about that and in general how we orient in regards to sexual relations with men and people who are not men. There, there's more of a sense of concern when you're dealing with men as opposed to dealing with people who are not men. Yeah. Mm. I think I think a lot of it also comes from these... Um, stories that we're told when we're younger like when our parents start to give us sexual advice it's always it's you know it comes from a heteronormative perspective and it's always just like don't have sex with men you'll get a disease yeah. so you'll get pregnant yeah mm. so we think that all of these yeah. diseases are just <laughs> associated with men yeah and it's like oh so if i fuck her then <laughs> I'm cool. Yeah, you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or true. she'll so say something. Yeah. I think is the other thing. I'm like. That's true. They'll say something because this is like ah, like we were probably it's friends us. together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's us. Like this is the homie. Like. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna say. They're gonna stop me before yeah. my mouth gets to their clit. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. I mean, Here's to hoping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe sex ed in general is quite uh, pregnancy heavy, which is the mm. big fear that yeah. maybe you'll get pregnant or have a child if you do not want one or before you're Heavier ready to have one. Heavier than the STI conversation. Actually, for me, um, of course, my thoughts have changed right now. Yeah. But my early 20s, for sure, I was I was one of those people who were more afraid of getting pregnant than getting an STD. Mm. And I always used to say, I'll get treatment. I don't know what I'm gonna do about this baby. Mm. You know, I wasn't I wasn't pro pro abortion. I wasn't about you know pro choice at that time. And for me, it was just more like you if know. If you get a baby, you're yeah. Stuck if I get a baby, baby, I'm stuck with a baby. But an STD, I'll like, fix it. I you do, yeah, you it. can fix it by yourself. And actually, you like don't even need to involve for me, that was, anyone yeah. else. And that was where my sexual health like started from. Was like I knew what contraceptive I was gonna get before. I had even used a condom. I knew I was getting an IUD before I knew the flavors and the companies of condoms. Yeah. So for me, it was like, that's where it started. So uh, now with women, it's almost like, oh, okay, now I already got the IUD. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm cool. Life's great. You know? Most of my like, concerns have been yeah. taken care of. So it's, it's harder. It's harder. Men are more likely to procure that kind of abuse, this kind of, um, you know, I, I really like sex when it's raw. And like, if, um, if you really love and trust someone. Yeah. yeah. But you know, we've been dumb enough to fall for that. At yeah. least once. Present. Yeah, yeah present. <laughs> yeah. I Mark mean. me present in that class. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, have to, I have to be marked present. Yeah, yeah. I have definitely. And not just like fallen for it per se, but also been like, 
can we, yeah, exactly. I do like this. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not going to be, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there, there are obviously real implications of having sex with men that are not only pregnancy. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, especially if you consider that a lot of men don't even like to. Um, imagine that they could have an STD or they of could course. have an STI yeah. unless it is impacting how they are moving through like unless they are exactly. burning that's yes. when they'll even then them. <laughs> 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 they're probably like I'm dehydrated yeah. I have a lot of spicy food yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. even then I'm just itchy so the sense yeah. the, the sense of threat we feel when it is a conversation about sex with men is is well rooted it's just that there's, there's room for more fears to take the stage yeah yeah um what about now I mean if you are having same gendered sexual relations, if you're you, if vulva owners are now vul- vulvating, yeah. a vulvation, <laughs> oh, a vulvation of yeah. queers, <laughs> there we go, <laughs> a vulvation of lesbians. Oh. <laughs> we found yeah, the find an adjective. Um, where do you find that you get your 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 information from now? About practicing safe sex, safe queer sex. From other queers. Yeah. Yeah, or from queer pages, queer-led organizations. Mm-hmm. I think they're very proactive mm-hmm. about um, sex education, especially queer-centered sex education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think for me, even in that regard, it's still lacking, yeah. honestly. I feel like I wouldn't particularly say I know that much more than what I knew before. And especially like practical theory, yeah. Dental mm. dams, which I ain't never seen till this day. <laughs> but what uh, to do you in know, the exact form. I don't know where to buy them. <laughs> I have never seen one in my life. Mm. So it's like, yeah, if like I was to sit with like a young queer Kenyan girl, mm. you know, I could give her the theory. Mm. But the practicals, if you're like, where can I buy them? Nah, I don't know. How do I use them? How do I use them? Nothing. So, Mm. theory, I'm full of knowledge. I'm actually really interested in knowing how um, genital on genital sex works with dental dams. Like, are you visualizing it with me right now? (laughs) I'm like, I want my vagina to rub your vagina. And then what do we barrier that with? This and How do the, we put a dental a, dam without it shifting? Dental dam panties. That's what I was going to say, but not dental dam panties. There's a there's a page on Instagram that has this like undies that you and your people or your person can wear that are fitting and like they're also fairly like latexish. Yeah, latexish and mm-hmm. like you can rub parts together, I guess, with the... So is it one undies. person who wears it, or are you both wear You can it? both wear it, or one person can wear it, I guess. Because it would be like dry... You might as well just keep your panties on and dry hump your partner. Hmm. I mean, unless yeah. one's getting super wet, then it's fast. You see? The, the, it's seeping through my juices. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay, so um, speaking of, like you know, transmission of STIs through different things. Are you aware of which STDs can be transmitted between uh, women and the lesser known transmissions, such as like bacterial infections? Do you know anything about that? I mean, in my mind, anything can be transmitted. If there's juices here, there's juices there, there's juices intermixing. This is a cocktail now. (laughs) It's a cocktail. Minus the cock. (laughs) I'm never going to look at cocktail juice the same way. I mean, this is a cocktail, like, you know. Yeah, let's talk about those. Some of these um, sexually transmitted diseases between women that are... Do we know them? Are we going to name them? We can. Why not? Um, Anything? (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't we start with... I mean, is there anything that's not transmissible? Mittable. Transmissionable. Transmissionable. (laughs) Transmissionable. I mean, if you're exchanging bodily fluids, I don't think there's an STD that's off the table. Yeah. it's, It's all there. Because of just how the vagina is and the amount of like fluid you emit, 
I know something like HIV, um, unless there the risk is, is lower. Yes, the risk mm. is not to say that it doesn't exist, mm. right. but the reality is that it's much lower. Mm. Um, but I know chlamydia is very transmittable. Mm-hmm. Herpes. Herpes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Herpes. HPV is really low. Amongst For, women, yeah, yeah, women to women, women sure. To women, like, because yeah. oral sex, you're. I think it's like a four percent chance if you're having oral sex with someone who has an active HPV oh. infection. It's pretty low, mm. yeah. but it's still, you know, something that needs to be discussed. And there's also the potential of, um, there is a higher potential of like throat cancer. Yes, you know, mm. like yeah. that one actor. Which one actor? Fucked it up for some people. Uh, Michael By- Douglas. Michael Douglas got had throat, throat cancer, cancer from eating pussy? That is what he said, That because it, <laughs> it was, um, I think once they were culturing the actual um, swollen lymph nodes or masses that were found, they were positive for HPV. So there is mm, that potential, yes, but it's true. low. Super low. Yeah. Like yeah. Super, he must super have low. devoured the fuck out of her. He's just drinking. <laughs> yeah. Drinking he the must sauce. have stuck a straw in there <laughs> <laughs> and sipped. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. What about some of the bacterial infections? What, like yeast infections? Yeah. Um, BV? But I mean, you can also just get BV from, like, dirty fingers. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is somebody else's dirty fingers, which is still sex. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I feel like this is uh, really important for us to to have more discussions about specifically because i feel and i don't know if this is a nairobi thing Mm -hmm. but i feel like we jump into girl on girl sexual activities without even thinking about the consequences and um not necessarily just anyone who identifies as queer just like straight drunk girls at a club just go home and fuck a homie you know Mm -hmm. which happens so frequently and and there's no conversations about consequences or SDIs or da da da. There's just a general assumption that it should be fine, or and it also, can't be too. It can't be too bad. Can't also, be too you know, dramatic. you know what? What's even worse is that um, girls don't acknowledge um, that it's sex. That it's sex. Yeah, and when I was going to actually say it's like I had penetrative sex with a man for the first time when I was in my t- when I was 20 mm-hmm. and anything before that I just used to call it what did we call it in high school something like catch or yeah like fooling around oh so you, yeah. I used to I think we used to use yeah. the word ca- like you were catching catch, with that guy I think now they call twigs there's like really what? you know what? yeah <laughs> the last time I was talking to my cousin he was like you know we just twigs I was like then he's like then he looked at me and he's like oh catch catch I was like okay what's just so slowly slowly come slowly what is it's like when you want to refer to everything that's not intercourse like heteronormative intercourse so I think, like, with the example you've given for straight girls, it'll be like, oh, you know, we went home and I got head. And that's, mm. that's not sex, really. And it's like... Okay, yeah. so quick segue. <laughs> <laughs> what is your definition of sex? Wow, sunshine. Wow. <laughs> sunshine. I wish that could be transcribed. Yeah. <laughs> Just I so you guys know, she stuck her tongue out to and wiggled bases. it. Anything from fingering head that is sex yeah that's okay sex. so not even not even um with another girl if a penis person was involved what is sex what is sex then with a cis yeah. man what is sex once the clothes are off and and you are touching my vagina and i'm touching your penis that's sex. so okay yeah. Clothes are off. Your I'm a dude. Mm-hmm. Your clothes are off. My clothes are off. Mm. You put your hand on my penis, and I put my hand on your vagina. Is that sex? <laughs> Please feel. Are free we going to, to stop right Please there? Please feel free to chime <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, I know. You, you had the questions like, is that is that why it stops? Oh, is that, that all we're gonna do? Stops. Okay, so if you're, I think I think what? Okay, like if I give you a hand job. Yes. If you come, oh, so if you, <laughs> if you, oh, I think we've had fucked. sex. I think we've had sex. So if you don't come, I would, there I was a time I would then. not call that sex, mm. but now I think I do. I call that sex now. Only if there's an orgasm involved. Uh, 
If there's ejaculation, <laughs> I think I call So it if you sex. orgasm without an ejaculation, it's not sex. I think we have other words for that. <laughs> mm. I masturbated. I. It's very. It's difficult. a tough. What do you think? It's a tough question. Because I really, question. I really am very keen to know what people know. define sex as. Yeah. I think the minute we start exchanging fluids, so wherever kissing. that is, you consider kissing sex. Mm. Okay, other than kissing. So. <laughs> so many questions yeah. so if you and i and i'm, I'm sorry to keep using myself yeah. as an example if it makes you uncomfortable please let me know um you and i are rubbing dry rubbing we have all our clothes off except our underwear and we're rubbing on each other and we both have orgasms is that sex you said we have our clothes on we have our clothes off except our underwear, underwear. yeah yeah, I mean, what's the? Yeah, we've had sex. Okay, so I feel like what even if you? all my clothes are on, like something's for you. This is this is sex. So like, so only if you have an orgasm, or even without the orgasm. Even without the orgasm, because I was probably trying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was an intention. There was an intention to get close, to have intimate space. This is sex, even if all of my clothes are on. Which I've definitely had sex with all of my clothes on yeah. and yeah. left a puddle on someone's lap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, that to me, that's sex. Like, oh, hey, you wanna change your pants before you go home? <laughs> See, I stand here. <laughs> and thanks. You're proud of yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. What about, okay, so what do you not consider sex? That's much harder to define. What's not sex? What's not sex? Eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Nipple action. What I think become? I would call it sexual activity, but not sex. Even if there's an orgasm mm. involved? Yeah. yeah. There's no body fluids. I actually think maybe that might be my catch for me personally. Yeah. The fluids. If, so the do you fluids. think that the word sex should be one umbrella definition or it should just be according to what people think because then that makes conversations really hard because yeah. it's it's a difference between i had sex with you and you didn't have sex with me mm-hmm. and then also this will feed into the conversation of conversations about consent and consensual interactions versus non-consensual interactions yeah. just think about it yeah because also the thing about activity if i'm receiving head and i and like the person is fully clothed and it ends there <laughs> In, with my definition, I'm the only one who had sex. They didn't. But they're still performing a sexual act on yeah. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying the body fluid can't be an accurate, mm. oh, yeah, an yeah. accurate um, mm. criteria. Because mm. the other thing is, like, like what you're saying about yeah. nipple play. I'm like, but I'm getting wet. Yeah. They might be getting wet or hard, depending yeah. on what equipment they have. I'm like, that's yeah. it. It's like, I can come off of some nipple play. Yeah. We had sex. Look, I'm put you on the list. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I might have yeah. to turn around the paper, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my true, god. True. No, I had this like running list of people I've had sex with in in my well, in not in my mind. It was like yeah. an actual like list I had like in a book diary type of situation, and I had to go back a few years ago because I was like, oh my god, like I didn't count any of the women who I had had mm-hmm. sex with. It mm-hmm. was just like a list of cishet men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting there like, oh, like, you know, the first person I have listed is this guy I had sex with when I was like 16. It was the first guy I'd ever mm-hmm. had penetrative sex with. And then I'm like, oh, like I legit had sex with like four girls before this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't, I never counted them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you know, some yeah. in between, but I was still calling myself bisexual at that time and not counting any of the women I had sex with. Like, yeah. it was just like, oh, because they didn't have a penis, mm. I guess, you know? Yeah. So I think that's why I've, that's one of the reasons I've definitely broadened my Definition. my personal dictionary yeah. term. And your list. And your list. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, ah, this list, burn it. I don't even know what this means anymore. There's probably some people I had sex with in a bar I didn't even think about because I was drunk. 
<laughs> you know, like all these things. Like it just changes. It changes my definition. It changes yeah. my worldview of how I'm using my body and how I'm interacting with other bodies. Mm. Yeah. As we maybe as we have this conversation, we can also talk about. I think Oheto had touched on this earlier, and um, I think they had said. Um, you know, at which point do you begin to initiate the conversation mm. on STDs and STIs? Mm. At, yeah. at which point? So now, it's not, now that we are trying to define, to define what sex is, yeah. at which point of whatever the definition is, is this a person I'm going to have a conversation with or is it not? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then if we're defining sex in that sense, then like what aspects of sex? Like okay, we yeah. made out. I'm Maybe so, yeah, I mean, yeah. if 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 I, if we, if, if we kissed out and made out. out, I mean, there is some things that perhaps we could have transmitted to each other. Of course, because you mm. can still get um, yeah. herpes. Herpes is we one. Maybe okay. Okay, we didn't make out. We dry humped. Okay, with no kissing, no t- no body fluid exchange. Yeah. I think it's still sex. Okay, fine, but no body fluids were exchanged. Yes. Is this a conversation? Is this a, a person you're going to have the STDSD conversation with? Aha. Hmm. I think I, I I think I personally right now will have a conversation with um even oh you did say if there's no body I mean, hmm. in order for me to be dry humping somebody in the first place Then you want to have sex with them. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't go at you. Come yeah. to my place with yeah. Jaiham. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen. Exactly. Listen. What if? What if you're in the club? You're in grinding the on each other on the dance floor. Yes, mm. and like you're maybe you're like. Mm, if I should make out to this person. Yeah, but you just but, yeah. continue just like... And then like at some point mm. the dry humping becomes very heated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you at, like look at, at which, your pant leg and you have a whole wet spot. There. Yeah. 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 What yeah. At, at which point is that conversation going to come into play? I mean, if I am not seeing that person again, then there was no use <laughs> in us having a conversation about STIs. Right? See, I've met this person in the club. Yeah. We've dry humped on the dance floor. One or two or more people may have come. Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine even the people watching were yeah. enjoying, hey, enjoying this. And then, yeah, and then I'm not yeah. going to If I have no intention of seeing you again, then I have no intention of having a conversation with you about yeah. my status. But mm. if you do come to my house, for example, for lunch, exactly. And then um, we start having con- heated conversation. Then maybe we lay down on the couch to watch a movie and you start, like, humping me. Okay, even in that same situation, it's like, where's the STI conversation? So you're laying behind me and you start to hump me and then I turn around and we... Like, hey, can we have a small conversation yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah. Squeak, squeak, <laughs> um, so I just wanted to tell you... <laughs> I don't know how because in an ideal situation So when was the last time you got tested? <laughs> yeah. In an ideal situation you you know this person and you have made a co- um, cognitive cognitive cognizant cognizant yes. decision to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. So before you have sex with them you have the conversation. Yeah. So by, by the time they're coming to Netflix and chill in your digs you've already had the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, like not to, not to, to have like, the expectation like, that if we come to Netflix and chill, we are definitely going to fuck. But if it, if, already if, touched base on certain things. Yeah, if mm. we feel that we want to fuck, that's a conversation we've had. Okay, at what point do you have the conversations about STIs with somebody that you're dating? Okay? That's you match on Tinder. This new age dating, obviously. I'm not like, yeah. oh, you meet at a wedding. Because also weddings have been limited to 15 people. <laughs> post-pandemic. We're in a Panasonic <laughs> right now. Yeah. We're in a what? What did we're we say? We're in a Paneer tikka masala. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so you meet some, you swipe right with somebody on Tinder. And then your first date is you meet for coffee. Okay? Now, however this date is going to go is completely up to you it's it's one of what do, what do they call those create your own adventure oh yeah choose your own adventure so what happens at what point do you start to have a conversation with somebody about about uh, getting tested when you start having any kind of sexual yeah. conversation if if yeah, the if, if the connection seems like it's leaning in a sexual direction yeah then you say hey um i think it's important we have a conversation about when you were tested last yeah. And how? Mm. And, then? and for me, I, I ease into it with. Um, it always starts with, you know, are you seeing other people? 
And for mm. me, that, that's, that's how I get into the STD convo. Are you seeing other people? There's an assumption if you're seeing other people, and of course we're not exclusive, then I'm seeing other people. And what does that mean? How regularly are you getting checked? Are you having sex with your partner? Are you having, are you still with your ex? And you know, that's probably someone who you're not having protective, protected sex with. So mm-hmm. for me, that's where I ease in, into it. Okay. Yeah. So personal question. Mm-hmm. Um, are you in a monogamous or a non-monogamous relationship? Monogamous. Um, how frequent, is, is your partner also monogamous? Yeah. How frequently do you get tested? <laughs> the monogs always get busted. So yeah, so here goes the theory versus, versus the practical, practical. The politics and the praxis. Oh god! But Thank listen, you that back. yeah, listen, professor. Yeah. So hmm. yes, maybe, that's maybe. actually, and I was uh, actually telling Sunshine when I was in a monogamous relationship with a cis man, I used to get tested twice a year. And it was like, just the same way I said, I, I got an IUD with that when I wasn't even in a relationship. Mm. So my guy now was my guy now, whether I was dating or whether I was single, I was going there. And ever since I started dating a woman, let's just say I've donated blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer. I have donated blood once. <laughs> and and that, I have I not guess seen my if- guy now since. Yeah. So yeah. why are you comfortable? And it's know. not like I haven't even had this conversation. I've actually had it. And I was just like, you know, why is this like, there's a bit of like a deifying women. Like, I just think hmm. she's so not going to do me bad. The like, latent, you know, the like this is the homie. Yeah, this is the homie. <laughs> This is someone who's like, you know, hey, your period is late because, you know, you even know when my period's coming. Like, Possibly like, because they're coming together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Is that too. So I just feel like my sexual health is not in jeopardy. And I just, I know how that sounds and why this like conversation is so important. But it's just, it's just bad behavior, to be honest. Next, um, yeah. The question is for you now, Sunshine. <laughs> what question? Are you in a relationship? Are you in a? No, at the moment I'm not. Okay. Mm. When's the last time you got tested? Uh, it's been maybe a year. How about you, Aheto? Are you in a relationship? Mm-hmm. I am. Tell us about your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Oh, any yeah. one of them. Okay. Well, I am in a relationship with this lovely person sitting next to me. Okay, 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 DJ Kaz. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm here all week. (laughs) Um, Yes, so I am in a relationship with two other people. I get tested regularly. I was last tested uh, last month. Thank you. (laughs) It's been a long road. (laughs) Trust me, there were times where I was like, I haven't been tested in years. Mm. And, you know, that was... It just was what it was. Um, can we can we talk a little bit about um, sharing um, your results mm. with mm. your partners mm. and sharing your partner's results mm. with, with your people. other partners? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, example, not example, because it was real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had HPV for several years, and. Um, course it was from a cishet man um because they don't want to get tested for those things they get tested for the simple shit right chlamydia gonorrhea hiv they don't get tested for shit else most of the time um so that's why i said all men have hpv okay that's Mm. not true but (laughs) a lot of men have it it's kind of true right because it's it's widespread it's highly transmissible transmittable they don't know and I believe for HPV, they have to have the, their urethra swabbed. Mm. So it's also very uncomfortable for men. But hey, have you had a pap smear? Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut, Shut the fuck up. up. Why do pap smears need to be so rough, man? That's unfair. What's that? I'm saying why do pap smears need to be so rough? Why do they have to be so rough? Do you know, what? I don't have bad experiences with pap smears. It doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. But, but it, you that think was like, like you've gotten after, dis- you've gotten used to it. I've gotten used to it, but yeah. also um 
like I typically will see the same gynecologist Aww. and be like, yo, chill out over there. <laughs> um, but I've also had several colposcopies, which, yo. <laughs> What's that? Ain't nothing like a colposcopy. That is when a doctor goes in, they have the speculum like usual for pap smear, and instead of just um, swabbing your cervix with like a Q-tip, they... Yeah, brace yourself. You ready? You ready? Mm -hmm. um, they take a little, a tiny little biopsy instrument and they clip part of your cervix to get a biopsy sample. Yeah. So, Is that how they check for like cervical cancer? Yes. Motherfucker. Yes. Oh, so, God. That hurt like my back. I felt yeah, it in my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is similar to, it feels pretty similar, but just maybe a little, like a... Uh, up from, because I've also had an IUD yeah. placed. It's a little yeah. bit up from having an IUD placed. Like, yeah. there you go. Oh. <laughs> Can we count this down, please? <laughs> okay. All right. Who's giving me Valium? Oh, you don't want to have me have any meds? Okay. This is bullshit. But here we are. Because I had HPV for several years and I was told that it should clear within the first year, it didn't. So the next step was to have a colposcopy to make sure that I didn't have cervical cancer mm. because HPV could turn into cer mm. cervical cancer. So it was part of, you know, it was just part of my sexual health. Mm. Um, why did I get on that? Oh, what? yeah. So it was much easier to be like, hey, y'all, I got HPV. You probably don't want this to happen to you, too. Okay. <laughs> Nothing ever happened. It did end up clearing. It did take three years, but it became much more comfortable to be like, hey, I have HPV. Like, if you're giving me head, it's a low transmission rate, but you still should be aware. Because yeah. this, is, this is part of consent at yeah. the end of the day. It's yeah. part of consent, right? Like, we're going to fuck, but also. Yeah, because I didn't consent to giving you head not knowing all what all my options were. Right. Yeah. Right. What are your options? Um, if you had told me that you had HPV, then I would have had more options. Like, I would have chosen to either use a dental dam or I would have chosen not to give you head, for example. And so I think if you don't disclose your, your STIs, yeah, and I think even need. if you don't know them, Right. I think if you if you don't get tested and you don't know what your your you should be able to say, yo, I haven't gotten tested in a year. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Are you, are you ready for this pussy? You feeling worthy? Yeah. <laughs> are you ready for this pussy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that's such a good conversation to have. Yeah. Yeah. I also have um, multiple partners. Actually, the reason that I was asking you this was because I said, and then what? So disclosing oh, how to your share how to, to share. So now, yeah. so now you and I are partnered together, mm. and I have two other partners. Right. How do I um, like? Do I need consent from you to share your to your share results. your results yeah. with my partners? Do I need to give you consent to share with your partners what my results are? My feeling is if you are in an ethically oh, non-monogamous yeah. relationship and you are aware that the person you are in the ethically non-monogamous relationship with, with um, there, that's, it's hard because, yeah, you're not necessarily consenting to have like my healthcare information shared, but I'm also aware that you have other partners. So mm. like this discussion needs to happen if we're going to remain ethical because the ethics are taken out once you're not having full consent, yeah. right? Yes. So even if you were still using protection, like it is, it is part of consent to make other partners aware of your health status, mm. of your sexual health. Yeah. Mm. What do you do if one of your partners then says that they would rather you not disclose their, their sexual health we're putting different boundaries yeah. it's either they share with you oh so it's like if you don't tell them i will or if i don't tell them then you should yes i like that mm. yeah and like what what would be the ethics of you not sharing yeah it ceases to be ethical yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like it's just it yeah. takes that right yeah. it's like the ethics get striked out it's exactly. not monogamous that's yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. This week's podcast of the week is 
Hadithi Hadithi. Hadithi is an interview-style podcast that centers in the narration of real compositions and inshas written by Kenyan students. Do you guys remember? This is a mad throwback. It's hosted by Mariam Bishar. Hadithi Pod is nostalgic, fun, and insightful, featuring voices such as Ngatiar, Giuliani, Dennis Ombachi and Suraj. It is really such a nostalgic and beautiful sound to listen to. Please make sure you tune in. There is a direct link in our show notes below. Now back to our podcast episode. You don't know me. Um, can we talk about what some of the options for protection are with girl-on-girl sex, for, for lack of a better um, gender-neutral term, girl-on-girl sex? Dental dams, finger condoms. Finger, dom- finger condoms. Finger, yeah. Do what we have the, finger what about condoms, the female yeah? condoms? Are those are those geared towards sex with, I don't think with, they're with geared men or sex with, with they're women. geared towards sex with men. And I hear they're so complicated. Then, Would you like me to bring you one? Yeah, sure. I've uh, done more than the, <laughs> the 844 <laughs> syllabus has done. I don't think they're complicated. My intention is to always do more than the 844 <laughs> syllabus, please. Yeah, mm. man. The they're not as complicated they just don't look like the condoms you're used to they are the the condoms for like penis people they, they don't look like that can you put them in in the heat of the moment no no, no. yeah you need so to put them go. in before that's my um, dating style and it's <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. that's your love language <laughs> yeah i'm having sex tonight i'm putting it on right now right now yeah. i'm going to work in it <laughs> Just in case oh I gosh. meet a cute person this on is, the way. It's this is like, like what the, it's two. This is like I don't know, like a, a diversion from this. But like I got a sex ed class when I was in driving school because I went to a government driving school. Excuse the wow. fuck. <laughs> what? Driving like school? while you're driving, they're like, hey, no, by the there way. was like uh, like after after we did the entire coursework, there was like a, a final class. And like a sex ed educator came in. They had like the paraphernalia. They had like a dildo. They had condom. <laughs> they had a female condom. Like they were pretty. In East Kenya. <laughs> yeah. In okay. a government institution, okay. not even like a private. Wow. That's yeah. And they came in with um with all the information and they're like, how much you know about a female condom? So the class I went to had several older guys and they like older cishet men and they had never came across a female condom and they were so confused by everything that was going on. I remember this guy asked um, if, if she puts it on, will she be able to pee? And like there was there was the general like I could see the sex educator like having to go through the answer of no okay so where she pees from and where she has sex I've from are two different mm. things. You know you know and you're like, saying this that guy is like biology 40 or I'm pretty sure there's like at least 10 people listening to this podcast who still don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they true. have no idea where the female urethra is. Yes. They're yeah. like, what? Anyway, the sex educator was great. I think I was the only value I got from that driving school. Sorry. Oh, because you can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> you can drive we are here. Yeah. <laughs> In Nassim, we need to talk about people <laughs> who go through driving school and still can't drive. <laughs> Like I was just here for the sex ed. <laughs> listen, listen. There was a lot of value in that sex ed class, I'll tell you that. Listen. Yeah. I love it. So have you guys ever used finger condoms or dental dams? Any experience with that? Do you know how to make a dental dam? Nope. Yes. I think I've seen uh, I've seen a video. Yeah, I've seen videos. Yeah, I've seen a I've video, never... but I've never tried it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have I have seen videos of like yeah. of condoms like just yeah you know traditional condoms being cut yeah cut up for that, that for was, like finger condoms cast, that kind of that thing that's not what you meant mm. Oh. Mm. yeah yeah but for dental dams not for finger condoms mm. but you can you can so cut. finger condoms are like the ones like when you're suing the little thing mm-hmm. they give you oh. mm-hmm. what explanation are those <laughs> they're they're tiny thimble. was it called yes, a thimble, a thimble. <laughs> yes. Oh, so these tiny little latex things that you can that you put on your finger so that you can Oh. Fingers. Actually, what is that protecting you from? Let's say if you like came from fingering your partner and then you finger yourself. That if you're having sex with multiple people. Yeah. But all, like, 
You'd have to wash your hands. It would be the same. Yeah, you gotta wash your fucking hands <laughs> at the end of the you day. You like, double dip. Yeah. Yeah. You should never double dip. That's, that's how you get BB. With <laughs> yeah, that's that's how, you how you get the bacterial infection. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. So, is it something that you would incorporate into your sex life? Finger condoms? And dental dams. Maybe a dental dam. I don't know. Maybe a new partner. No, listen. What if <laughs> fuck you're the, with, you're, fuck you're the with condoms? Them. I want a new partner. Yeah, maybe a new partner. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a new partner. Okay, let's say, like let's say yeah. you're with your partner. What if your partner um, contracted an STD maybe at some point and it it's clearing out? Mm-hmm. You've yeah. just met them. Mm. You want to have sex with them? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm away. Yeah, me too, man. Especially yeah. if we've just met. I'll wait. Yeah. Okay, what if it is a lifelong STD? Yeah, <sighs> but, but okay, so uh, you see, if it there is a lifelong go. STD, there's going to be times when, like, for example, with herpes, there's times when there's going to be viral shedding and mm. you get, like, um, cuts or um, wart, gentle warts or whatever. Mm. Bruises um, or bru- sores. Open exactly, sores, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I, yeah. Um, and... You can wait for those to pass before you have sex again. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it can take a really long okay, time to pass. Since, uh, another question is, since we're all saying... You just want them to be we're there. All, <laughs> we're, all saying no to these, we're all saying no to these examples. So which example would you use? In which scenario? Okay, we okay. have... Okay, I've met my partner. They have gonorrhea. It's easily It's curable. a few pills later, you'll be fine. Oh, you see? And then what if you want to have safe sex with your partner who has an std then we don't do any genital touching what if you want to genital touch the people who want to have sex anyway which is why there's safety, why there's safety. then we get a big dental dam <laughs> yeah you said we we all still arms have spread wide people who have stds <laughs> deserve sexual dental pleasure. Yeah. we're all still we're all still yes. clearly Humans. biased Yes, yes, Somehow, yes. Of yes. course, people who have STDs have um, as much a right to have to having sexual pleasure as people that don't. But every question that you're giving me is still has a but we can wait. So I asked to you, it. where's your scenario where you where say, you can't wait? Yes, bring me the da- the dental down. <laughs> Okay, so you don't know what the question is, but the answer yeah, is yes. The answer bring is me. yes. Give me the dental down. <laughs> I tell you, a new partner. I think right now, maybe my example would be I'm single, I've gone to the club. Maybe a new ex- would be to have like dental dumps stacked by my bed. And then if I have a new yeah. person who, like a, like a one night stand or, yeah, that's my, that's when I would use them. That's a good, yeah. yeah. Like, how, okay. like how you'd have, yeah. like how you'd have like the normal, like, penis scented condoms like on your yeah. bedside mm. then you have that for a stranger or one night stand a, a short fling okay so my answer to yes is the it's got to be a long-term partner it can't be somebody new my new partner is an uh, is a no if you have something or ha- if i have something it's a no it's a no for me mm. but if it's a long-term partner who maybe has a recurring something mm. And um, wants to fuck during one of those recurring things, mm. then I'll, yeah. I'll use a dental dam. But it has to be a long term. Oh, okay, partner. but my example was a new partner who, who doesn't have. It's like the way you'd, the way someone would say, oh. like, a, like you've gone to the club tonight and you yeah, found yeah, somebody you and took them up. home. You still okay, had okay, the conversation. Okay. Yeah, you still had the conversation. They've not told you like I have gonorrhea or anything, but mm. it's like I don't know you. Safety first. You don't really right. owe me yeah anything. So and. Let's have the conversation when did you last get tested, but at the same time, I still really don't know you, you know? Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, the thing is, the thing with that question, and I find it a little bit problematic because it makes it sound like we can't not wait. But you see, for That's some people, I find it's like, at what no point am I, people, am I dying to fuck you? But you see, if someone that I'm not never about to But if a person has a long term, there is no way. Then I'll hump your thigh. How about that? Let's Imagine. do some thigh But if someone has a long-term thing that has no end date, you just what? it's like yeah. But the the thing is that it it it's not it's not constantly flared up. Yeah. So for example, oh, if you have okay. if you have herpes, it's not always going to be active. Right. Yeah. So you can. That's my thing. We can wait. Like what oh, thing is creative. so important? You can get, you can yeah. get creative yeah. during those moments. Hum, and like my thighs are available. Yeah. For 
very hampy. I'm just right. saying in the event because saying that people, I mean, in the event that you want okay. to have sex with this person. Okay, so okay, so <laughs> mine was my answer. Yeah. Mm. I, I there's no point that I'm so desperate to have sex that I can't wait for that thing to Isha, right. whatever it is. Yeah. I think that's also part of your sexual health. There's also a level of responsibility and discipline that comes with Absolutely. with getting older and knowing better while still not stigmatizing people who yeah. have STDs. Mm. There can be an event where you want to have sex with this person mm, yeah. who is having an active infection or active disease or an active breakout. Mm. And what are the safe ways you can have sex with a person okay. like yeah. that? So okay. then that way, yeah. yeah. Okay. So dental dams is the answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or <laughs> we'll be waiting for that tutorial. I would like to imagine that the goal of the people who create um, safe sex tools yeah, is for well, situations like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Okay. I dig that. Okay. Mm. Another question would be, <laughs> would you go out of your way to use uh, these other things when having sex with cishet men? I but you always go out of your way. No, I mean we all we are condoms, but I never had someone saying, like you know, I want oh, the man to wear a dental dam when oh he's giving gosh. me head. Mm. So or you know, mm. it, it seems like these things are queer centered, but they yes. all apply across the board. As long as you have the, yeah. the genitals. Right. Yeah. I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. I was at a party. And I was talking about flavored condoms and I was saying that you can't, um, flavored condoms are not for penetrative sex, like you, uh, with a person with a vulva, mm-hmm. they're typically for oral sex, mm-hmm. which is where the flavor comes in. Mm-hmm. And like, I, since I was talking to, I, I, I was in a group with some cis head men and they couldn't imagine that you can get head with a condom. Yeah. It was it was uh, completely unimaginable to them, and there's I mean there's relatively I don't say older they're like thirty maybe, mm. and they just seemed so confused by the prospect of having sex with I mean having head with a condom and they're like what is the point, which is and I also feel like in that breath yes men but I also feel like the straight women would also be like huh? why why are you putting I'm a also dental gonna dam? get head with a dental dam yeah huh? yeah. Mm. I think in it, fact, it's I a double-edged sword. I don't it's, think there I are many not, straight yeah. women who know what a dental dam yeah. is. Mm. In fact, some people might have checked out of this podcast thinking it's just queer-centered. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're still here, but if you're still here, and there are queer men too. Yes, yes of course. But yeah, yeah that's, that's the... <sighs> you know, I can definitely count on one hand how many times I've actually put on a condom for a cishet man to give head which is not very proud (laughs) (laughs) not very proud Mm. um but yeah that's that's one of that's the whole reason behind flavoring on a condom like first of all a flavored condom is probably going to give me bv it yeah. definitely a. will. Like, like yeah. there's no. Yeah. I don't need true. sugar in my vagina. Yeah. A. If even if it's like fake sugar, I don't need it. Mm. Um, B. Yeah. If if you're talking about putting a condom on a penis to give head, then you also need to be talking about using a dental dam if you're going to give head to someone with a vulva. Mm. Um, and sometimes that doesn't always come up and heteronormative sex right it's one of those things like ah i can like what we were saying earlier i can clear it i can take a pill like right like unless unless it's hiv or you know hsv2 um or even hsv1 because Mm -hmm. that can be transmittable Mm -hmm. uh, but via genitals and yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and genital touching as well um so I see you. I, I've actually only sucked a dick with a condom on once, and that's because the dick I was sucking belonged to a sex worker, and he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yo, I was like, I was like, I'm helping oh. you out." <laughs> I like to bring it out as a novelty item. Like, have you tried this before? Yeah, and like, mm. you know, depending on like what kind of flavor. Like, listen, I feel like it will be exciting. 
to yeah. see. Yeah. It even feels kinky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, Using condoms it's like is my kink. Extra, you know, it's like, <laughs> because of how rare it happens. You know? Yeah, it's like, oh, here, have some, something strawberry flavored. How yeah. do you yeah. feel about that? Yes. Just like, yeah. you can see how that plays out. Yeah. Then you rip out the condom in front of his nose so you can smell it. Wow. Wow. You can go on and on about how nice it tastes. Exactly. Like, mm, mm-hmm. delicious. Ooh, dang. Although, it's like, if we're being honest, they're not particularly delicious. Not at all. Yeah. Well, Lord. they're not terrible. Yeah, you see that, but they're not like. I mean, they're not created to be eaten, so it's okay. not like they need to be okay, like, fine, oh, fine, I, I fine. absolutely yeah. love it. In fact, I put it on all of my friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, and finally, I just wanted to know, how do you think that we can better take care of our sexual health as queer women? And how can we make queer targeted sexual education more accessible to everybody? I mean, already comprehensive sex education is hard to come lucky. across. So yes. even the hetero one, yeah. that would be yeah, wholesome the... is already missing. Yeah. So by the time you want to now start queer and like break the binaries, it's another level. Mm-hmm. You have now unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ding. Yeah. And like, I also don't mean to sound like, you know, give, give, give a little bit of this for the queer people because it also benefits the straight people. Mm. But it really does actually benefit. Like, it does. The, when, you, when you take this away, you make the 15 year old who thought sex is only intercourse know, oh, you know what? It's not. Mm. It started here. So you don't have to, I don't have to get to 27. To say, oh my God, by the way, 20 is not really when I had sex. It was 16, you know, mm. when I was in form two and the DH, you know, that was mm. very specific. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know, you, you, you make it more wholesome. You make people understand just, you know, when the risks start. And I guess just having this conversation, this is a, this is a starting point. Yeah. Making yeah. resources more available. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think we need a lot more. Yeah, Are you going to say something? I think it's really just um, keeping the conversation open. Having the conversation is going to help with destigmatizing the lesson, right? Yeah, it's it's about um, it's about broadening the definition of sex. It's about talking about safety as a part of sexual health. It's about you know. Um, checking in even with friends like hey like i've done that with friends before especially especially queer women or queer Mm non-binary people like when's the last time you went to your gynecologist when's the Mm -hmm. last time you did this and that like um like i'm in healthcare and i've had many healthcare friends especially lesbians who are like ah i haven't been to the gynecologist in like five years and i'm like yo (laughs) like i get it you eat pussy (laughs) you don't touch dick you don't touch warm dick, um, yeah. to be specific. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still need to be active in your sexual health. You still, you can still, um, you can still transmit um, different diseases. You know, other STIs. Even if you're not showing symptoms, you can mm-hmm. still have HPV that's maybe not sexually related, and you know that could potentially lead to cervical cancer. Like you still need to be open and honest about your sexual health. What is the conversation about sexual health and testing and class? You know, cause I was just about to say, there's a whole bunch of people here who can't afford to go mm. to the doctors and to see a gynecologist on a regular mm. basis and so on. Um, now that the healthcare specifically in this country is a total sham. Yeah. Mm. So then how, how are we able to assist baby queers on, or even just young people on how to take care of their reproductive health um, well, in, a, in, a, in a place where, uh, okay, so especially for the queer community, in a space where, um, where your gynecologist only considers penetrative sex as, as, as mm, yeah. in a heteronormative it, society exactly yeah. mm. and and also in a very religious context with a very religious lens yeah. so you don't want to talk about your queerness to your doctor for you know I mean, because they'll bring fear. their judgment i know there to was the some time some the of these organ- of harm. there were there yeah. was a time some of these organizations would have like these free testings you'd see like lbq women 
I think they even used to go to um, the queer club in town, um, oh. LA. Mm. And they would be like, oh, you know, like, come, we're going to have like free testing and stuff like that. I know also University of Nairobi, the clinic does like free testing and all that. Mm-hmm. The last time I was there, the gyna was pretty good, but you know, that's, that can be a hit or a miss depending mm. on who's in that office. But I guess, you know, some of these people need to like partner more with with this, like, you know, even Mari Stops, somebody just needs to, you know, go and tell them, you know, they're always having free contraceptive days, free, but they should also just have, you know, free open days, partner with some of these organizations that you have, like, some queer education, mm-hmm. and then you can encourage there's no other way other to make it, other than to make it free or reduced. Mm. Like when it's money, it's just there's only so much talking yeah. can do. Yeah. Sure. And also the destigmatization of STIs yeah. because it's still the same way that it was taught in primary school, yeah. where um, people are just so scared of of living with very livable yeah. STIs. You know? I think there's also the there also isn't the information that people can live. Yeah. We are only just getting to the place where people are realizing that you can live a healthy life with HIV. Yeah. Mm. And and what about all the other things? Like Yeah. Mm. The, like the HIV like um campaign was great. Yeah. HIV then, has good PR. But now yeah, now it's like it's the only one. <laughs> it's like chlamydia is like uh, here in the whole the of Nairobi. Yeah. It's like yeah. no one wants to say, no one wants to call someone else when you had it. Mm. It's yeah it's like you almost know where to go for hiv but you don't know anything else else. but you don't even know what the anything else is. but also there has been a lot of active lobbying for hiv people Mm, have shed blood sweat and tears trying to get us ARVs, trying to get us free testing i people have actively worked at making hiv a knowable and a a treatable disease Mm. um i just that needs to be the same energy yeah. <laughs> for all yeah. the STDs and yeah. STIs. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. people contract diseases and infections. All the goddamn time. All yeah. the goddamn time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, if shame were if shame were medicine, we'd all be cured by now. Ooh, <laughs> preach. Hey, that's, that's how preach, preach, it. preach. Yes. <laughs> thank you. And on that note, <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming. Do you have if you no pressure, I really don't like it when I'm sitting on a panel yeah. and say last thoughts. Last thoughts. <laughs> I hate it. But if there's something pressing that you want to add, please go ahead and do so. If not, I'm happy to wrap this up. I I feel like maybe we should expand on when we were talking earlier about like wanting to have sex during like during an active infection or during mm-hmm. um, maybe an active shedding or something like that like i feel like there's more to be talked about with that cuz there are more ways than just like penetrative sex to get off or where you might be transmitting right mm-hmm. like so like, as a form of sexual safety and yeah, 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 yeah. What are the alternatives? Yeah, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like, yeah. I mean, I could probably come off of nipple play, and that's yeah. not going to transmit anything as mm. long as you know yeah. I'm I mean, not maybe can. lactating. Yeah. Right? Like, there yeah. you go. It can. Like, if I say if I have HIV and I'm lactating, then yeah. yeah, I could potentially pass on. But something else, like watching, you know, watching porn together, mutual, mutual masturbation, masturbation, right? Yeah. Like. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> we mutually said that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Connection. <laughs> sex. Yeah. You know what? I, I do really love that conversation, and it's actually something that I want to take on to Instagram because I want to hear more people's opinions mm. on this. Um, so I think, I think once this podcast is out, what I'll do is I'll put up a poll on um, our social media account, and then just I'm very curious to hear what people have to say. What are some other ways in which you can please a partner who has an active um, breakout? Yeah. Yeah. Or or please ourselves, or you know, like with a yeah. yeast infection, even or yeah. all of the yeah, just all of these different symptomatic um, diseases. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm here yeah. for it. Join us on Instagram at the Spread Pod. Places that I won't let nobody else see
Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Please be sure to join us on social media as we continue this conversation. We are at the Spread Pod across the board. We are going to be having this conversation on Instagram, so please stay tuned for this. It might be something that we bring up next week. Uh, for those of you who are listening in this weekend, like the diehards, you guys who are listening in this weekend, we do have a show coming up on Sunday, the 28th of March. That is The Bachelorette. It's a Zoom virtual dating show that is hosted by one of my partners magic and myself and we will be hooking people up the idea is to get people partnered with the things that they're looking for most because we found that a lot of people come to us looking for love i guess based on the way that we love and our polyamorous vibes and everything so people are like please hook me up please hook me up and magic and i came together and figured that this would be a great platform to just you know use our use our stage to be able to hook people up in a sort of safe environment that is sex positive so if that's something that you're into there is a link in the show notes below on where you can get your tickets it's happening this sunday don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts till next time from me cast goodbye so lay down your body and just expose yourself to me too because i want your love will you give me love make my dream a reality because i know i'm not